The key to winning over the devil is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The key to the church advancing is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The key to the devil being shut down and satanic assignments canceled is when the church is filled with the Spirit. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life Talk, and thank you so much for joining us. Today, Pastor Jeff continues his exciting series, The Gift. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And if so, how do you stay filled with the Holy Spirit? On the last episode of Life Talk, Pastor Jeff began answering these questions and many more about the filling of the Holy Spirit from the Bible. On today's episode, he continues to walk us through the scriptures to show us how the apostles were filled and how they were in a constant state of being filled, which resulted in having boldness to preach the good news, to see healings, and to perform miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit. So grab your Bibles and let's go right to Pastor Jeff with part two of his message, Be Filled with the Spirit. Something is empty and we don't know what, but I'm trying to fill that empty receptacle. And that's why the second Adam came, and that's why a part of what he did was to restore to us the presence that we lost. And so the day of Pentecost had to happen because when the Holy Ghost was removed, when man fell, now he's restored by the second Adam who restored to us what the first Adam had done what he had taken away, what was lost. And so I can remember when the Spirit of God filled my heart. I was like a young man that had been walking through a dry desert. My mouth was parched. I was dying. I was searching. I was looking. I was just about dead. I was beat up to a pulp by a sinful life. And what I was looking for and didn't know it was what Jesus gave to me when I came to him, and that was the Holy Spirit. And when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, it was like my soul said, home, home, you're home. You have found home. You're back. This is home. This is what God made you to walk in. A glass is a receptacle that's made to be filled, and so is your soul. And if it can be filled, it can be emptied. Please understand that. If it can be filled, it can be emptied. If your soul can be filled with the Holy Spirit, just like a glass of water, you drink that glass of water, it goes from full to empty. And when you are filled with the Spirit of God, that's not enough one time because it's going to be empty. Life is going to empty it. Struggles are going to empty it. Weariness is going to empty it. Battles with the devil is going to empty it. People's betrayals are going to empty it. Life is just going to take its toll. And you're going to need to be refilled because you're just like a glass that needs to be refilled over and over again daily. We are receptacles that are filled and emptied out, then filled again. Hence the command in Ephesians 5.18 to be continuously, repeatedly, daily filled with the Spirit. The command 
To be filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5.18, is in a verb tense in the original language that means a continuous replenishment, an ongoing and repeated filling. It could read this way, go on being filled. Or another translation, keep being continuously filled. Can you say that with me today? Keep being continuously filled. That's good. When was the last time you were filled? I mean filled. I mean where you were filled where you couldn't take it anymore. I mean where you were filled with the Spirit that you wanted to laugh out loud and you didn't drag into church, you skipped into church. See, that's what makes good church. When you've been with the Lord all week long and you got filled on Monday and then you got filled again on Tuesday and then you did it again on Wednesday and then you went back to the well on Thursday and then you went back again on Friday and then you dipped into the well again on Saturday so that when Sunday comes, we all come in here and we explode because we're already filled with the Spirit of God. Be being filled with the Spirit. Be filled every day, every waking moment. Now, I want to give you an example. In Acts 4, 31, just two chapters after Acts 2, we find that the very same people who were in the upper room and got filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, those very same people get filled again in Acts 4, 31. Now, let me tell you a little bit of the background. They've just been persecuted. On the day of Pentecost, they were all filled with the Spirit, and when they got filled with the Spirit, they immediately got in trouble. They got in trouble for preaching Jesus because they couldn't quit talking about Jesus. So the, disciples, or the, uh, the Sanhedrin, all the religious leaders, the highbrows, um, the religious people, brought them together, threw them in jail, brought them out the next morning, and they said, we don't care what you do. We don't care where you go. You can go to synagogue. You can do anything you want. But here's what we're telling you. Don't you anymore talk in the name of Jesus. Don't preach Jesus. Don't teach Jesus. Why would they say that? Because they knew that God moved when Jesus was preached and taught and shared. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm preaching better than you're amening me. And so what do they do? As soon as they're released from jail and from being persecuted and threatened, they go find their own folks, the believers. And it says in Acts 4.23, as soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and reported to them what had happened. And what they told them launched a major red-hot prayer meeting. And it says in Acts 4.24 and then verse 29 as well, uh, it says, when they heard this, They raised their voices together in prayer to God, and they said, Sovereign Lord, meaning, God, we know you're in control. They said, Consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant who... Jesus. Now, what have they prayed for? I wrote it out. Here's what they prayed for. They want boldness, healings, miracles, and signs. What they've really asked for is a fresh touch from God. They've asked for a fresh touch that would result in boldness and supernatural manifestations of the Spirit of God. They said the key word is enable. Lord, enable us. Enable us. We're under the gun. The heat is on enable us. We've been threatened. We've been jailed. We've been persecuted. They don't like us. So enable us. 
to not fade into the shadows, but stand up front and preach Jesus with boldness. And how did God answer? It says, after they prayed, I love this, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were, read this with me, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, resulting in they spoke the Word of God boldly. So when they said, God enable me, how did God answer? God filled them with the Holy Spirit. See, the key to the church is the Holy Spirit. The key to victory is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The key to winning over the devil is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The key to the church advancing is being filled with the Holy Spirit. The key to the devil being shut down and satanic assignments canceled is when the church is filled with the Spirit. That's what enables us. But wait a minute. These folks in Acts 4 were there in Acts 2. So if they were filled in Acts 2, how are they being filled again in Acts 4? Because they had just been persecuted. They had just been jailed. They were depleted. And so they said, Lord, fill me again. And then fill me again. Lord, we need to be filled again. So the mighty Pentecost recipients of the Holy Spirit needed to be filled again two chapters later. If they need to be filled again, where does that leave us? We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Give me a thousand people filled with the Holy Spirit and we can turn Fort Worth absolutely upside down and inside out. Filled with the Holy Spirit. The early church understood their need to stay full of the Holy Spirit in order to minister the Word of God and live a victorious Christian life. They knew we are enabled and we do this by the gift of God that He gave us, the Holy Spirit. The greatest preacher of the 19th century, Charles Spurgeon, said, the grand thing the church needs in this time is God's Holy Spirit. And that was in the 1800s. He was a London preacher. He wouldn't believe London today. He wouldn't believe America today. And if they needed to be filled then, what about now? So being filled is a daily, continual experience. Now, the second thing I want to tell you about being filled with the Holy Spirit of God, it means to be controlled by the Spirit of God. To be filled with the Spirit of God means to be controlled by the Spirit of God. That's what it means. One commentator put Ephesians 5.18 this way, be constantly controlled by the Spirit, under the Spirit's control. Now, I want you to go to Ephesians 5.18 with me for a minute. Look at the two options he gives us. He says, be not drunk with wine, option one, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, when I look at those two options, I realize they've got one thing in common. If you're drunk with wine, you're under its control. If you're filled with the Spirit, you're under His control. You see, the devil wants you under control to a substance. God wants you under control to the Spirit. I'm going to say that again. The devil wants you enslaved to a substance. Now, if Paul had known about crack cocaine and meth and pot, and I'm going to say that again, pot, I don't care if all of Colorado goes to pot, it's still a mind-altering substance. And anything that alters my brain, I don't want it. I want my brain clarified. I want it clear. I want it able to think well. 
So if all that had been back there in Paul's time, he might very well have said, don't be drunk with wine, don't be cranked with crack, don't be high on meth, don't be floating on pot. The whole idea is God doesn't want his people under the control of anything but the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen today? Come on. With both wine and the Holy Spirit, the issue is control. With one of them, you're out of control. With the second one, you're under control. When a person drinks wine, the more they drink, the more they lose control. The more they say things they shouldn't say, do things they shouldn't do, go places they shouldn't go. That's what wine blesses you with. It's a mind-altering substance, and so is crack cocaine. So is any other illicit drug. See, here's the deal. If you want to open the door to hell and you want to shake hands with the devil and get a foretaste of what hell is going to be like, then open the door to drugs. Drugs comes from the Greek word pharmakia, and that word means sorcery. There is a connection between drugs, mind-altering drugs, and sorcery or witchcraft. Sorcery opens you up to the portal to hell. And if you want to see your family ruined and your mind ruined and your dreams crash and your body destroyed, open the door to drugs. I'm here to tell you there's something better than alcohol. There's something better than drinking it, smoking it, snorting it, shooting it. There's something better. And you won't wake up the next day with a hangover. I hear somebody say, well, Jeff, I didn't bargain on this today. Oh, let me tell you something. We need to hear the Word of God more than ever before. And I want you to know that your answer is not in the bottom of a bottle. Your answer is in the Holy Spirit via Jesus Christ and what He gave for us and bought for us and purchased for us when He died on the cross. The wine will eventually take control of you, as will any drug. You're no longer in control. You're out of control. And that is not the will of God for any person in this room. When a person drinks enough wine, you know what it's like. His mental processes are affected. His decision-making ability is radically altered. Almost always, almost always, the negative result. I like to say with every sip you take, you increase your chances of making a bad decision. You could regret the rest of your life. You say, well, Jeff, what if I just want to find out what some of those drugs are like? Do you need to find out what it feels like to put your hand on a hot stove? Just out of curiosity? Boy, I've seen people really get burned by putting their hand on a stove. I think I want to find out what that's like. There's some things you don't ever need to know what it's like. You don't ever need to know what it's like. This is totally not in any of my notes. I'm just preaching from my heart here right now. I'm just telling you. The whole idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit instead of being drunk with wine or any other substance is control. We as Christians are to be controlled by and under the guiding influence of the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, we should never be guilty of DUI, but we should be guilty of LUI. DUI is driving under the influence. LUI is living under the influence. I want to live under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? 
If somebody comes up to you and says, are you guilty of a DUI? As a believer, I hope you can say no. But if somebody says, are you guilty of LUI, living under the influence of the Holy Spirit? I want to be guilty yesterday. I want to be guilty today. I want to be guilty tomorrow. You got me. Guilty is charged. I had a drink yesterday morning of the Holy Spirit. I had a drink this morning of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to drink again when I get home. I'm going to drink of the Holy Spirit. That's what he said to do. Ephesians 5.18. Everybody say, I'm guilty of LUI. Amen. (laughs) I really am. Guilty as charged. Now, here's the difference between the two. When it's the Holy Spirit, we don't lose control of ourselves like you do with wine. You say, where do you get that, Jeff? Oh, it's easy. It says, we have not been given a spirit of power, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, and that means self-control. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faith, self-control. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you don't lose control. You are under control. When I watch the apostles in the Bible in the book of Acts moving in the Holy Spirit, when it says they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they move majestically. They move decisively. Paul, filled with the Spirit, turns and rebukes a demon out of a woman. Peter, filled with the Spirit, turns and boldly preaches to an angry, hostile crowd. Over and over again, filled with the Spirit, they did what Jesus did. They didn't lose. The people out of control in the Bible were the people who were demonized. Behold, the Gadarene demoniac running naked through a graveyard, gravitating towards death, cutting himself with stone, self-destructive. Every relationship in his life had been shattered and ruined and broken and decimated by the demonization of his life, of his body, and of his mind. He lost his family, his friends, his job, his house. He's living in a graveyard. This is what demons did to him. And when Jesus showed up, they yelled through him. And what did Jesus do? He looked right at this naked, crazy, self-destructive, ruined man and said, come out of him. Come out of him. And it says the demons came out of this poor man. And when the townspeople came to see what had happened, he's sitting, he's clothed, he's in his right mind. He's not out of control. He's under control. Jesus doesn't take people and turn them into freaks. He takes freaks and turns them into people. And I was one of them. When we're controlled by the Holy Spirit, it affects our behavior, but always for the good. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to act like Jesus, talk like Jesus, walk like Jesus, think like Jesus. Over and over again in the Bible, we're told the disciples were filled with the Spirit when speaking boldly for Jesus, filled with the Spirit when performing miracles, filled with the Spirit when casting out devils, filled with the Spirit when being guided to a particular location. The book of Acts is really a history book of the moving of the Holy Spirit, and it didn't end with Acts 28, the last chapter in Acts. The Holy Spirit's still moving. He's moving here today. He's going to move on some of you in just a moment. So being filled with the Spirit is not a one-time event, and it means to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, finally, 
Four simple words tell us how to be filled with the Spirit. And here they are quickly. Surrender. Can you say surrender with me? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that surrender, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service in light of everything Jesus did for us. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. If you could take that whole passage, put it in a blender, hit liquefy, and pour it out, it would say, surrender. Surrender. I have never in my life, including myself, seen anybody get filled with the Spirit until they surrendered everything to Jesus. Everything. We lift our hands, and why do we do that? Because that's a perfect picture of surrender. I surrender. Please come up to you. Hands up. Surrender. But listen, lifting holy hands to the Lord without wrath and doubting, that's a sign of surrender. If somebody's talking to you like this, they're not listening to you, or they don't like what you're saying. If they're talking to you like this, they're trying to figure you out. But if somebody greets you like this, they have totally opened themselves. They receive you. I receive the Holy Spirit. Second word is ask. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that simply ask Him? Third is obey. We are witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God has given to them that, what everyone? Obey Him. And the last word is very, very simple. Believe. Paul wrote to the church, I ask you this. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? We receive the Spirit by faith after we have believed. So here's the word, saying with me, surrender, ask, obey, believe. Surrender, ask, obey, believe. Four simple words. The filling of the Holy Spirit is not a one-time event. We are to be being filled, living under His influence and control, and we are filled by simply surrendering, asking, obeying, and believing God's promise. On the next episode of this series, The Gift, Pastor Jeff begins a message about how the Holy Spirit was sent to help us. To help us what? Find out on the next episode of Life Talk. Well, that's it for now. We hope you've enjoyed the message and will remember this today. The Holy Spirit will be with you and live in you wherever you are and wherever you go. Join us on the next Life Talk program as Pastor Jeff begins the message, The Helper. Until then, may God bless you richly. Be Filled with the Spirit is the third message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Gift. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. 
Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Gift, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. So call now, toll-free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night, to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again. Or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.